1: Something happened in sports yesterday that I didn't think I'd ever see again. All right.
2: What was that, sir?
1: Eldrick finishing dead last by himself.
2: Yes. of The 68 people who made the cut, he finished with uh, uh, dead last 68th, even behind Ryan Palmer, who managed to make, what, nine out of a bunker, right? He kept it in there like four times. He made a quadruple bogey, but he still, Tiger even finished behind him. Tiger does not like Riviera because it's too snug. Oh, is it ever difficult? Oh, wow. God, I love that golf course, yeah. though. Oh, man, it's tough. Do those
1: eucalyptus I, trees flower out in the summer, or do they always just look ghostly? They I, must am flower not, out. I am
2: not uh, real good at that. Yeah, I imagine something happens with them. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, those tiny greens, uh, those fellas still have a hard time with it, man. They can, They don't rip that place up, that's for sure. Remember the time they tried to have the open there and it got all baked out and browned out and stuff. What was that twenty years ago? It was terrible in the summer. But man, what a golf course! It's, it's well, I thought it only
1: held one U.S. Open. Yeah, 1948. It,
2: oh well, well then it was. Then it might have been a PGA or something, yeah. something in the summer that they shouldn't have had because it was the course was just burnt out and. Uh, but uh, now that was uh, that was O.J.'s course, right? I have no idea. I think O.J. played. Uh, uh, I think that's where he played. But they, I think they rescinded his. His uh, his membership after he uh, killed his ex-wife and a waiter. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so. I can never take that away from you. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that ice (laughs) patrol. Unless, unless (laughs) unless you killed your ex-wife and a waiter.
1: Big day in the fort, huh?
2: Yes, they all reported. uh, I think I don't think Fernando Ramirez found his visa yet, which is interesting because he was in Minneapolis for Twins Fest. He's over in the Dominican, but beyond that, everybody. uh, Everybody is around. I'm hearing uh, good reports from our guy Derek Wetmore on Donaldson. He followed him around uh, yesterday and the day before. He just followed his day, and uh, he apparently he was over there. They had a group hitting home runs. Him, Sano, Rosario, and Cruz were taking BP on one of the backfields. But he just spontaneously started BSing with some of the minor leaguers over there, and uh uh, but not imposing himself on them, but uh, hung around, talked to him a half hour about different approaches. He got a hold of Royce Lewis for fifteen twenty minutes, asked him to come over and talk to him. So uh, a reach out kind of teammate. That was uh, that's kind of good to see because mm-hmm. he uh, comes in here a very high strung fellow, but uh, he's got some muscles. He's uh, he's only about five eleven six foot. He's not a, not a big strapping guy, but he's. Uh, they uh they got some bomb they I wish I'd seen that B P session. I guess there were some bombas and finally Sano hit one and everybody said, Okay, that's it, that's enough. He did hit I, one like six hundred feet.
0: Did I read too that he's a new neighbor of PJ Fleck? Did Who? Uh Donaldson. Donaldson. Oh
2: God, I hope we don't have to start hearing that. No, crap from I him. saw
0: something on Twitter. I'll try to find it. But he basically Patino's said Dino's yeah, house? Uh Tino
2: lived before or next to him before.
0: Maybe, but he said he was gonna go find an Auburn flag and plant it in the front yard at <laughs> oh, PJ's right. house. Are, are they any Diner yeah. residents? Yes, I believe so. Yeah,
2: although uh PJ would like to be reminded of Auburn, wouldn't he? That's true. So,
0: that's true. Yeah, that's that But that Donaldson's is true. a big Auburn Tiger fan, apparently.
2: Yeah, he is. I I know that. Uh but uh he's gonna be an interesting I think the big thing with him is the core the core muscles and the and the hamstrings if he can avoid uh, popping any of those massive things that he has uh, I think uh, he'll be a fine addition
1: 35 40 home runs would be nice from him Mhm
2: Well he uh, he likes to hit them because uh What's the uh, Twitter account, uh, Reavers? Bringer of Rain. Bringer of Rain. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, lots of home runs. So he's, uh, he's, he's proud of how far he can hit a baseball. That's for sure. It is funny. I saw it today, man. He was in there, and uh, he's walking around, running all over, and Nelly Cruz just kind of comes wandering in, and the uh, cool hand Luke, man. He doesn't let anything bother him.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I forget the gentleman's, how you pronounce his name. Is it Doe Young Park? Yes. Uh, Fun fact of the day. Josh Donaldson says he now lives across the street from P.J. Fleck. He joked that he'll plant a big Auburn flag, meaning he'd put it in his own yard. Right.
2: I have trouble with Doe's name, so I just call him Doe Re Mi, uh, which I don't know if he uh, approves of that or not. Nice young man who does a fine job. Yes. Not as good as Betsy Helfland from the St. Paul paper. though. Why is that? Because she rescued my uh, lost uh, uh, Word document today. So... That I'd, I'd, I'd written something and I lost it. I was telling Joe this, and she she found it for me in my computer. So Were you writing
1: I'm... about the Gopher basketball team? No, no, I wasn't.
2: But I wish I had been. I would've, that would have. Those are the kind of games you live for, as a sports columnist. <laughs> Even Chip, who's usually rational, uh, was uh, outraged. Uh, I saw in our paper. He, he savaged them. so.
1: Well, that wraps right. it up, doesn't it? they got no shot now to go to the tournament.
2: No. Uh, they would have to have some unlikely victories, that is for sure. Well, they can win
0: the Big Ten tournament, but other than that, I don't yeah. know oh, how they're going to well, get well,
2: no, if they get – somehow they get – now the next two are winnable, right? They're home and then at Northwestern, right? So then so they're was back to work. yesterday, Pat.
1: Well, I know, but,
2: uh, you know, it, it depends upon if they quit on him completely now or not.
1: They got Indiana uh, at home on Wednesday. Indiana
2: is very mediocre.
1: At Northwestern on Man, Sunday. Uh,
2: I think your Wildcats, your hometown Wildcats there for your family, your basketball fans, have won one in the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So that would that get them back to what, eight and, what are they, six and nine or six and eight? Uh, Six they, and eight.
1: No, they're five and ten, aren't they, in the in the league? No, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. Well, I got your paper here if they only show me okay. Big Ten standings. And they'll be in there someplace. Here, nice. they, I don't know. No, that's. Uh... Uh, Gophers are. Look at that hockey team, man. They're a surprise. Oh, they're playing
2: great. Gophers Coach are Fox six
3: goes. and eight, twelve and twelve overall. Yeah,
2: see, they're not. Uh, you know, if they can get to ten and ten, they'd have a shot. I think if they'd have to win two or three in the tournament, though, so they
0: have had the second hardest schedule, I believe, in the country.
2: And you know what, rivers? Yes, sir. That is the last time. This, if he manages to maintain a job, this is the last time you'll see Coach Patino playing a tough non-conference schedule. Oh
0: heavens! We're yes.
2: going to be back to playing East Baltimore Loyola State uh, again. Uh, you know, twelve of those, baby, all home games. The days of trying to play somebody half-ass decent are He'll over.
0: He'll say, uh, "Cause St. Thomas, can we get them? Yeah, D right, right. Their home D-1. and
2: home, <laughs> home and home with the Fighting Tommies." All right, here's my here's my topic of the day. All right. I think you have already seen this, but I finally watched Joe Joe Rabbit. I've not seen it. It is off the charts fantastic. One of the best movies I've seen in years. Wow. It is, uh, do you know the story? No. Scarlet, you know, it's uh, near the fall of uh, Germany at the end of World War II. Okay. And... Uh, the Scarlett Johansson is working for the uh, underground, you know, uh, against the Germans. But she has a ten-year-old son who's in the young Nazis,
1: oh,
2: and uh, <laughs> it's, and the kid is great. And he's his imaginary friend is Hitler. He has conversations. <laughs> he has conversations with Hitler, and you know. But the Hitler is a complete goofball, and you know. I mean, like he, he's. He, Hitler's asking for approval from the kid basically. In in these <laughs> mythical things. But there's a but his mom has this uh a young Jewish woman hiding upstairs in the uh in a room and uh and and he he discovers her and then they start engaging in these conversations. But he has an eleven year old buddy who and they're both in the young Nazis and his eleven year old buddies gets sent to combat, right? and Jeez. and i mean the thing is now some like the guy from the new yorker the critic he killed it he hated it but i've read even the jewish press uh, you know the times of israel and places like that they liked it for what it was it it is just a tremendous satire on the whole idiocy of the you know of, of of not beyond the idiocy the evil and of of Nazism, but uh, it starts off with uh, old footage of the rabid crowds as Hitler was coming to power. You know, actual footage of. And they're playing "I Want to Hold Your Hand" in the background, the Beatles, you know. <laughs> and as Hitler's going through it, you got to see it. It's uh,
1: can I do I mean, it? Is it Netflix?
2: Uh well, you can buy it. I I bought it last night, twenty bucks. Much cheaper than taking the wife and I to right. Well, we we bought it Saturday night and watched it again yesterday. I watched it twice already. It's uh, the same thing it is, happened. It is, same thing happened, but some of the lines were uh, <laughs> you, caught, you caught more. Some of the lines were just uh, fantastic. This, uh you know, they, they're running, they're they're traipsing through the rubble of, <laughs> of, of, of Berlin, being you know killed, and the Americans are arriving from one end, and the, from the Russia, and his buddy, whatever his name is, Lolo or something, his buddy, <laughs> the little chubby kid with glasses, says. I definitely think this is a bad time to be a Nazi. <laughs> like I mean, it is it is so well written. God, it's hysterical. Is it? Is it? It's like... hysterical, but it also, you know, it's not it's not sugarcoated Nazism. That's for
3: sure. Is it? Do you liken it to Hogan's Heroes? Kind of that humor where there? No, no, no,
2: no. Much more biting satire. Much okay. more biting okay. satire. It's uh, it's not. It's it it is. Uh, It is blazing saddles, uh, satire about racism, but it's, uh, it's, it's more biting even than that. uh, This is a bad
1: time. You've got me talked into it.
2: Oh, you got to watch it. you love it.
0: Is the question asked, why didn't they just drive around it at any point in the
2: movie? No, no, that that came later. That that came later, but, uh, it's, it's Sam Rockwell does a, you know, who's one of the great actors of... Our generation, as they say, is a like a burned-out Nazi who keeps getting demoted, and pretty soon he's running like a kid's platoon. He's running this <laughs> kid's—he's running the kid's platoon, and he's just a cynical. And then the 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 chubby blonde who is now the the uh, uh, the girlfriend, the the homely girlfriend, and all the romantic comedy. What what's her name? You know, Renee Zellweger? no, 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 she's no Renee Zellweger would be the babe. This, oh. the, this is the running mate. The, I have no idea. Is it Rebel Wilson? Oh, yeah, oh, like Rebel a,
0: Wilson, the,
3: yeah. the chunky gal. She,
2: she's in there too as the, uh. As the, uh,
0: she's frumpy she's always she's, frumpy
2: yeah she's uh, like the assistant to Sam Rockwell and she's a zealous Nazi she's had 18 babies for the Reich and stuff like that you know and she's nuts and at the end the Americans are marching in and she puts this bomb around this 10-year-old kid and said, run out and hug an American, you know? <laughs> stuff like, you know, it's just I mean, it I, you know, it, and the, the reviewers are split on it, but I loved it. It's a, just terrific and Scarlett Johansson's great is a, you know, a very it's not a minor role, but it's not she's not like the main character and the 10-year-old, the guy who plays the 10, the kid who plays the 10-year-old boy is fantastic. Where's the name come from? Ah, uh, well you don't want me to tell you the whole story but No, no uh, I don't. But he's uh he basically as a 10-year-old Nazi, he's labeled a coward. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and he's, he becomes a rabbit. So, anyway, that's where the all name right, comes from. Right. Yeah, I don't want to tell you much any more than I have. Is this come and
1: gone from the theaters?
2: I think it has, hasn't it, Jay? Or is I don't it just it getting here? Maybe it just, is it just arriving? I don't, I don't know. know. You can buy it on Amazon for 20 No, it's bucks. been, because I, I remember yeah, seeing I think it's going for it going on during and it during
0: football and stuff.
2: And I, I was Yeah, right. I was talking to people, and I don't know why. I, I guess I looked at the title and didn't look to see what the movie was. I figured it was a kid's movie or some damn thing. So. Well, it
0: is. But, Ten year old Nazis. Yeah, it is.
2: <laughs> well, the greatest thing is she's always like teasing him about Nazi as a mom and and uh uh and she's they're out at a park someday and he's talking about something and she says, Okay, come on and then she uses the S word in Hitler. Come on, please <laughs> S- come on. Scheitler, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's uh it's pretty good. She's had
0: a really good career revival because I know she started, she got engaged to the guy from Saturday Night Live and she started mm-hmm. appearing on there a lot more frequently and she's really funny. I mean, she's a really good actress.
2: Yeah, well, she's a uh, very good in this role. She got nominated for uh, supporting actress, but uh, I don't, uh, she did not. And uh, and then I tried to watch uh, the, the Academy Award winner.
1: Parasite? Parasite, yeah. I didn't make her. I'm not going to even try. I didn't make her. Yeah. I, really? I, I made it try. about. I made it about forty minutes.
2: And what uh, didn't you know. like about it? Uh, this wasn't happening n- for you. Just in
1: the head. Yeah, just in, it was slapstick comedy. Have basically. we talked about the two popes? No, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, it's just I can't recommend that highly enough. Oh, you've okay. seen that already? Yeah. I'd like to see that. It's just fabulous. The acting alone, it's it's. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. So, what are and, they both uh, retired? Price.
2: What are they at the old folks' home or what?
1: No, uh, uh, Jonathan or uh, Anthony Hopkins plays Benedict, who said, "I got to leave this. I'm not feeling it anymore. I got okay. to resign, and uh-huh. and I want you to be the pope, uh, meaning uh, Francis, mm-hmm. who's played by a guy named Jonathan Price. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. Oh, great actor. Yeah. Oh, Pat, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, where have I seen this guy before? Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy in a James Bond movie. Oh yeah, his range is
2: incredible. Yeah, he's been uh, he's he's a really uh, good actor. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to watch that. Probably not as many giggles as you get in uh, Jojo Rabbit, but uh,
1: was a few. Anyway, I really recommend this uh, movie. At one point, uh, Benedict tells Francis a joke, and Francis doesn't laugh. And Benedict says, "It's a German joke. They're not (laughs) funny." That's uh,
2: well. You got the the acting is there. That's is it a pretty much a
1: two man movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. But okay. fa- fantastic, fantastic! And then I, I tweeted out how fantastic it is, and people are saying to me, "Well, yeah, I would have liked it more until I found out it wasn't true." Really, it's a movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if, it, if, what I found out it wasn't true, like Star, like Star yeah. Wars, yeah, <laughs> right.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jojo Rabbit came out in October, so it's been out for a
1: while. Wow!
2: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's playing down here it might have came and went I, I don't think it's uh, but uh yeah it's uh, man what a what a discovery that was so i went down to naples saturday oh yeah to see the lobster to see the lobster i thought you went friday uh, friday excuse yeah, me yeah. excuse me excuse me and uh it was the all minnesota threesome if you count lee jansen as i told you the other day right and uh and they all shot even par but lumpy hit it really good he just couldn't make a putt to save his life But I hadn't walked a uh, golf course in a while, Joe. Was it hot and humid? It was high 80s and the humidity was 76. Oh, wow. (laughs) I looked it up. And I, of course, was the only guy on the entire golf course that wore jeans. Right. I didn't have the shorts on. Uh, A decision that I regretted. But it was one of these development courses. Yep. You know, a housing development. Yep. Honest to God. Some of the walks were 200 yards. Between tees. Tees, yeah, yeah. Between, the, uh, between the green and the tee box. And the last one, they played the back nine first, 17 to 18, and it was this winding path uh, in the semi-jungle. Uh, you were wondering if a python would come out at any moment. <laughs> and uh, it had to be 275 yards. And when I got there, no water. No benches. Ooh, wow! This, this is a—it's a very low-budget setup. They had one uh, one bleacher on the entire eighteen holes.
1: I did note that you said that if you encountered anyone with a bucket of gin and tonic, you might have, you might have yes, succumbed.
2: I would have, uh, there it would have went, baby. Yeah. 38 and a half years right down the drain. <laughs> right. I, I would have hit him over the head with any object I had and drank it all. Man, oh, that was oh. almost gone. Oh. It was, uh, man. Did alive. you have the whirlies? Getting close. Not yeah. quite the giant whirlies, but uh, let's just say that when we finished the 18th, I headed in and uh, cooled off before I wandered back out and watched them play the last couple of holes. So, yeah. But they had none of them, they, they didn't play that good. And then Lehman played terrible and was lucky to be even, and I don't know how he played on Sunday, uh, Saturday, but yesterday he shot 63.
3: Well, you know, make- you know people, though, who know how to run golf tournaments. What are they missing with this journey?
2: I think investment. Okay, uh, I think they're uh, they've they've had it. They've had a senior event in Naples for 33 years at eight different golf courses, mm. which makes me think they keep getting a different venue to try to host it. And uh, the outfit that runs at Octagon is, uh, I don't think, has a great. They're not. Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna keep costs down because it costs money to build tents and uh, and bleachers.
1: The lump you know, won sixty eight hundred bucks. Yeah,
2: just p- picked up his expenses. If yeah. he picked it up for the whole family, he didn't win. But it was a great experience because uh, Tim's a you know I love Tim because he and Tim never gives you a straight answer to anything. He's a smart aleck, and his sister Alyssa is even more of a smart right. aleck. And then I got to walk with his uh, his older sister. Who she's a smart aleck to the point where I said, Hey, where's Tim going to be at 530? And she said, I hope the putting green. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but they had some ne- nieces and nephews too. And the nieces and nephews are smart alecks too. It's a family trait, man. It uh, it was pretty funny. The, uh, one of the nieces is like a junior in high school or something. And I said, if he misses this putt, what are we going to do? And she says, We're leaving. We're not going to watch this anymore because <laughs> he missed like four straight short putts. What, and, uh, what,
1: what makes anyone think he could excel on this tour? Uh, I love the lump too, but I mean, you're talking some really great players. Yeah, he's got it. Well, he's, you know, he's. Look up Lump. He's, you know, he hasn't
2: done anything for 10 years, but, uh, you know, hardly. But, you know, he's made $27 million or some damn thing. But, uh, if you, it just you know it, you just got to hit those two weeks a year when you're putting right? right and then you and then you got a chance to win because it's uh those weekly events the trouble with those weekly events is you got to be willing to be 18 under you know 18 or 20 under else you're not going to win anything
1: who so. won scott perrell yeah
2: who won twice last year never even played college golf this guy
1: i'm unaware of him
2: no, I, I I was too until I looked him up and he'd won uh, twice. So and anyway.
1: Bernhard is always cashing a check.
2: Yep, Bernhard had a chance to win it. Uh, he's sixty one or two years old now. I think same age as Layman's Le- going to turn sixty one next month. Layman's uh, one of Lehman's daughters was caddying for
1: him. So About what age do they stop playing that tour?
2: When they stop winning money, <laughs>
1: yeah. when it gets below sixty eight hundred, you don't see Tom Watson out there no, much anymore. No, he'll
2: show up at the Senior Open and yeah. stuff like that. No, he's you know when you're usually it's you know fifty to fifty five is when you win money, and then you, everybody starts kind of fading. But they had a good field. John Daly was playing okay. He looked like he's down about thirty, about my size now.
1: Freddie played he's, pretty well.
2: Yeah. But uh, they don't uh, they didn't pack them in. That's for sure. So I think part of their problem is, you know, your audience is seventy-five year olds, and you, they go out there and say, "Well, I would almost died walking this place. I don't think I'm going back." So that's part of the problem.
1: Do the Twins play as soon as Friday?
2: Play the Fighting Gophers yep. uh, on Friday night. The Gophers are flying in. It's come to that, huh? Flying in commercial. And I don't know if the Twins charted them a plane home or not, but they got to fly right back after the game because they, they have their own tournament uh, at the uh, at the Taj Mazegi starting Saturday. And I think it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday thing because uh, they couldn't start it on Friday because they were still cleaning up dirt from the... Uh, they had the big trucks in Monster there, Jam. Oh, yeah. They had Monster Jam last week, and they're still cleaning up dirt. So. I had relatives
0: in attendance for Monster Jam. Really? Wow. Oh, What's yeah. wrong with them? That's sad. That's Where do sad. you want me to begin?
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, yesterday the uh, Daytona 500 got rained out after 20 laps. Yep. We, we worry about the future of baseball. How about auto racing? Wow. Well, the Daytona 500 sneaks up on us and hardly anybody even notices anymore.
1: Well, the president was there.
2: Yeah, and then it started raining. Yeah. He, he came in. That's his crowd, though. Yep. I think that's another uh, one of their problems is that they have kind of gotten back to that, uh, you know, the, the, the their base audience is back to what it was, uh, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago when they went into that... When they became a national sport and it was the place to be, a lot of advertisers had their money in it. And now all those people are bailing out. And uh, I think you're back to the the southern audience again.
1: They uh, start again today at 3 o'clock.
2: Yep, which is obviously for TV, because. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was they could have held it. In, they could have held it in Fort Myers yesterday. There was, no uh, no rain down here. So. Is the president
3: coming back again to restart I, the? Uh? I don't he, think so.
2: I'm sure they cheered him. If they cheered him, he probably will come gonna, back again. He likes those cheers.
3: Yeah, and uh, we uh, we were commenting on the first lady's look. It's uh, she wore it was a, a nice frock. <clears throat> nice, it was a nice look.
2: I bet she loves going down to Daytona. and oh, I'm and sure she does. With that. I bet that's really she. <laughs> she wants to go shopping with some of the ladies she sees down there. So, anyway,
0: <laughs> Pat, I have to ask you a question. Baseball I'm ready religion. to answer this.
2: Uh, the Astros? You can ask me about the Astros. Rob
0: or? Manfred.
2: Well, Your I'm, really, thoughts. I'm very hopeful that this whole thing is going to cost him his job before he actually puts seven teams in the playoffs in each league. I think Joe and I uh, both agree on that, right?
1: Oh, it's a tragedy.
2: Well, I think that, I'll tell you, though, this is the most overrated scandal in the history of man.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, because I'm thinking this is much too much is being made in yes, this. Yes,
2: I mean, it's, it's, last night they're showing... I, happened to be in a restaurant and we were next to a television and ESPN Reavers what they must have been doing an hour long outside the lines version it's yes. not outside the lines anymore of the scandal and they virtually showed every hit the Astros got against the Dodgers in the in the World Series as if the only way they could have possibly hit these pitches is if they knew they were coming. And they showed one you darvish threw, and it was a cookie on the inside half that any right-handed hitter that was worth a damn would have hit seven hundred feet and they're showing it like uh uh that people should be shocked and this bull singer that's gonna so sue him I've been around major league baseball players for night since nineteen seventy four and none of them ever. Stunk because they stunk. Okay, <laughs> it was always they were looking for any excuse they could have, and this has now become a great excuse for guys who weren't good enough to be in the big leagues.
0: I want to know who's the Astros What's hitter your question? that hit under two hundred. Manford, is
2: what you want? My opinion on Manford? Yeah.
0: I mean, it, hello. It, it, it,
2: it,
0: did we lose Pat?
1: Pat, so, are you there? I lose you, boys? Are you gotcha. there? Can Pat? you hear me, Pat? Can you hear me? He might, something may have come up. I lost list. you. Pat, are you there now? Yeah, what happened? I don't no know. No idea. I,
2: don't I went know. on a great tirade there. Oh, we got your tirade. We got it. Oh, okay. All right, I just lost you. Okay. Well, well, what
3: do you mean? How do you feel, really? No, i <laughs> No,
2: I mean, I'm all for it. But the other thing, Joe, is I'm pushing hard. You know, everybody talks about the smoking gun that they have against the Astros here. Yes. I say, let's go back to the smoking gun.
1: Oh, I love that logo. The
2: Colt 45. let Let's go back. I think they should go back to being the Colt 45s and say, here's your smoking gun. Yep. It is a smoking gun. <laughs> a
1: pistol right on the front yes. of your jersey. Right. That's right. Let's go. It was
2: great. You know, people think that they changed that logo because of, you know, gun violence or something. No, they changed it because... Hoffines built his new stadium, the Astrodome, and he wanted, I mean, it wasn't the Astrodome then, but he wanted, a, you know, kind of a, like a futuristic name for the team uh, because he had built this futuristic stadium. That's, that's why they became the Astros. It wasn't because
1: any political pressure about Colt 45s. Well, oh, I'd love to see him go back to the Colt Forty oh, Five. That was cold. a cool, I'm
3: looking it up, I wasn't even familiar with it, but that
1: is neat. <laughs> that and was a different you, America. Yeah, Yeah.
2: but when you look at the... uh the logo there, Rook, the, the smoke coming out of the gun is like fabric and it goes up. But there are. It there represents used, the sea. Yeah. It, there used to be some that just showed the smoke coming out of the gun. You know, it was like Randolph Scott had just shot some bad guy in the bar <laughs> in 1888 or something like
0: that. And then you so, have the, the moms out in Long Beach that refused to have the Little League teams named the Astros. like Get over yourself! Oh yeah, right now. That, that whole
2: thing. Oh, is that a whole thing? Oh. Okay, all right. Well, I will tell you what, though, the narrative has won the day. That uh, I heard a table of people, and some guy who didn't even look like a baseball fan was over there holding court. And they haven't even punished the players.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, what are you going to do? Who do you what? What are you, you going to say? Who are you just going to throw darts to see who you should punish or not? what what are you gonna do? I think the one smart thing he did is say okay we're not gonna we're not gonna punish the players we're gonna uh you know we're gonna the the people who are in charge of the players are the ones who are going to take the fall for this so i I don't know what the other option is i mean it's uh you know is this worse than the cocaine scandal I don't no, think so no. Uh, so, uh, and the steroid scandal, I don't think so. But boy, it's, uh, it is, it in modern times, it's carrying the day. Man, that New York tabloids are having fun with it. They're, uh, they're going, when the, when the, I think the Astros play in New York in uh, April, that'll be, that'll be, that they're going to have a lot of reporters in there trying to get the Astros mad at them, aren't they? So they can say something.
1: Here's the problem. Signs have been stolen since the game was invented. Yes. The the rub this time is that we're bringing into the equation they had the audacity to use technology. Yes. There, there's your meanwhile. problem.
2: Well, yes. And the other thing is, what did we expect when we allowed them to start having iPads in the dugouts and uh, yeah. video rooms? What What did you expect? Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, it's the only game where they have to send visible signals to the other guy, right? Yep. What did you expect? You can't have 30 weenies running around with (laughs) iPads looking for a, you know, with Harvard graduates looking for a little bit of an advantage and not get to this point. And by the way, these stories are going to be breaking all year Mm -hmm. with various uh, teams. It's uh I see Dave Roberts told the Dodgers to shut up finally the manager so
3: will this be do you predict that it will be self policing or self confessing that hey commissioner uh to be proactive we did no, this no
2: no it'll be reporters uh, getting Caught. it'll okay. be say it'll be more guys that got cut by a team uh like Mike Fierce and saying ah we hell we were doing it in Los Angeles too so
1: they but i'll do
2: it yeah, to to various forms. I think the I think the Astros were probably pretty dang good at it but mm-hmm. uh but uh you know, they they well you know when he found out when Banford found out this stuff was going on, he should have shut down
1: the video rooms. Yep.
2: You know, he should have said, No, we're not now what this year what, Reavers, we got the twenty second you only get twenty seconds to clock? say whether you want to. Oh, no, you the, only the get challenge. twenty seconds to say whether you want to challenge or not. So. I believe
0: so, but I. I've why don't tried,
2: we, why don't they just shut down the video rooms? You know, not you get rid not of it them, altogether. Not let them have them back in the. Uh, you know, let let the uh, Joe and I have talked about this. Just let the manager say, "Yeah, that looked close. Let's see." Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I think so. we need a challenge flag in baseball. Oh, yeah. Toss I think. It right from the dugout.
2: I had the solution. Nobody else, uh, has gone with it, but it's up to the umpires. If it was real close and they want to look at it, let them look at it. If not, let's go. Play ball. You know? So. That's I
3: don't. in its simplest form right there,
2: huh? Yeah, because they want to be right. You think Jim Joyce is happy because he called a guy safe who was out by 12 feet? <laughs> You know, I think he'd if he had
1: it to do over again, he'd uh, he'd
2: uh, he'd be happy if they said, "No, uh, Jim, we got to look at that. Uh, you screwed it up." So, yeah. anyway,
1: I agree. I agree.
2: Uh, it's uh, and meanwhile. Uh What are we going to do about Luke Dillon going to hockey games, man?
1: He's got to be forbidden. From yes, going. he does. Bam. I mean,
2: I like the kid. He loves his hockey. He's a bad he, kid, but he's never seen a goal score. He's got a lot of
0: stuff. No, 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 no. Fellas, at this point, keep sending him. Let's get that oh, number we, one pick. We, we, we want to get the number one yeah. pick. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, well, he should be in a suite with Leopold then yeah. or something. Well,
0: Billy Guerin will probably invite him himself. He doesn't want to so win.
2: So, yeah, uh, he goes to the uh, the the thriller with Winnipeg in December. They get Ed 6 0. Mm-hmm. He makes his glorious return this weekend, and they get beat shut out by the Sharks, who not only stink, but they were injured. And <laughs> right? on a back to back. Yeah, back to back with none of their players. Pat, you know Ed, what
1: needs deep analysis? What? How many coaches have they been through since he signed Parisian Suter? Well, four.
2: Uh, uh, who had the job when he, was Todd, uh. No, Todd Richards was there when was, they, when they signed. Was signed, and then they had Leo, and then they had,
0: uh. Torchetta, or whatever. Torchetta
2: was the, uh, interim, and then they had Boudreaux, and, and, but this to me is the most puzzling of them, isn't it? What, what, why did, why did they do this? What, uh, because well, they don't. Boudreaux wanted to make the playoffs and they don't,
1: or what? Or or Leopold's trigger happy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, he is a little punchy, that's for sure. But but Judd's theory, and Judd always has very rational theories on hockey. Uh, <laughs> Judd's theory is that Garen secretly wants to miss the playoffs and get in the lottery and Boudreau wanted to get in the playoffs, but he can't really say that because Leopold wants to make the playoffs because he likes getting a couple of gates, right? Yeah, so.
1: well, they'll get a gate if that. Uh, Bruce, yes. How many How many gates are you guaranteed if you uh, are uh, just in the first round? Like two.
2: Two. You get two. You get two. Yeah. You get two well, but Two hell, is what
3: they'd uh, get because they're not going anywhere. Uh, and Boudreau's winning percentage at 579. Edges out the campaign of uh, Torchetti in twenty sixteen of five seventy four with only uh, twenty seven
0: games.
2: Where did uh, Torchetti end up? Is he assistant he was an coach assistant someplace? somewhere?
0: Yeah, I can't remember where. Somebody,
2: somebody said that they've changed like twelve coaches in that league or something already this year. Wow! And they used to do that. Remember, you know, Louis used to fire guys every twenty minutes, but uh, and including himself, but. Uh, uh, they, they, uh, it seemed that things had calmed down a little, but they're back to just firing now.
3: In uh, January of 2019, Torchetti was announced to return as the head coach of the Director of Hockey Operations for the Moncton Wildcats. And then on December 14, 2019, they announced that they're, um, he was fired due to internal reasons. So that's the last week.
2: Uh, that was what, a junior
3: team? Uh, must be. Let me click on them to see where they are. Uh, Wildcats de Moncton, they are in Quebec Junior League. Yeah.
2: Okay, he must have told one of the youth to take his head out of his uh, where the (laughs) sun doesn't shine or something. He can't do that anymore. No. Okay. Do you know Joe? I got to check this out. But down here in Fort Myers, right? Yeah. They had the Everblades for uh, quite a few years in the ECHL. Right. And they now they got a stadium arena out here, and I think somebody told me they slapped two uh, rings on it, uh, rinks on it. Uh, at the end to uh, for a youth development thing. Yeah. But I ran into the great Jeff Peselt following Lumpy around. He's living down here now. And, uh, Pat, you know, he's a big hockey fan. And supposedly, like the of the top 10 or 12 projected Americans for this draft, two of them are Fort Myers
1: kids. Isn't that something?
2: It's amazing where the players are coming from. I mean, it used to be the... You know the teams were. Uh, you had two choices. You had Massachusetts or, the United, or Minnesota. Right, was it for their national teams? And now they got these kids from all over. But he said two of them from down here. They got this real elaborate youth program down here. Apparently.
1: That arena just sits out on seventy five, doesn't it? I've <laughs> seen yep, it. it. It's uh, Hertz is now the
2: sponsor. It's had other sponsors, but it's been there for a while. I I went to a couple of games when my uh, nephew TJ was playing in the uh, in that ECHL. Where they would bus in from Charleston, South Carolina, play a game, go home, and then go back to Jacksonville the next night. They play the three back-to-back-to-back. and. Uh they were very grateful to Uncle Pat, who brought him a case of beer for the bus ride, for the bus ride from uh, Fort Myers to Charleston. Although one bus, one case of beer might not have, uh, might not have handled the crew after a hockey game. But uh, that league would make you appreciate uh, being in a different league, I would think, because they basically only draw on weekends, so they play Friday,
1: Saturday, Sunday. Let me change topics dramatically. How how new was that golf course for the Chubb Classic?
2: Uh, it's been there a while. It's been there a while.
1: How big is Naples now? Is it unrecognizable to people well, who went there fifty this, years ago? Oh
2: yeah, this golf course is. Uh, this golf course was right off the same exit. If you keep going down the freeway and go over to Marco, mm-hmm. so it was way way south, and uh, and there had to be driving four miles. There had to be six of these developments with golf courses in a five mile radius. Lally or something they call it.
3: Lely, L-E-L-Y? Yeah. Lely, was, yeah.
2: wasn't particularly an impressive. It was an okay golf course, I guess, if you remember. Not a lot of trees to provide shade, though, for us old-timers. Only my old, old man would have
1: gone down there in about 1960 oh. and bought two acres. Who he <laughs> the hell didn't
3: he? Jeez. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's my old man. Went to move to Pryor Lake in 1962 and spent his money on a laundromat instead of land. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> A laundromat that we basically had to give away instead of land that we could have said, All right, you know, let's let's sit out here and drink gin and tonics and smoke cigars and enjoy life.
1: Well, very good, son.
2: Alrighty, JoJo Rabbit, check it out. I'm man. gonna have to. I'm
1: gonna have it's, to. I'm gonna it, write it, it down uh, right now.
2: Highly uh rec- highly recommended.
1: All right. All right. A little steamy today, not much wind, Joe. Yeah, uh, got the world's smallest violin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, Patrick. gentlemen. See you, Talk Bye. to you later. Yep.
3: All right, and with that, you know, the next time Patrick's going to go uh, get a case of beer for some of the hockey guys, and maybe you should tell him about Jack's Cafe and their private dining facilities. Jack's Cafe is located in Northeast Minneapolis, and aside from the fact that they have great menu items, three generations of family ownership, they also have a wonderful private dining facility, catering menu. So if you're going to book your hockey party at the end of the year, or maybe you're going to have a, a groom's dinner or maybe a wedding, you can go to Jack's Cafe and get all set. Jack's Cafe is online at j a x c a f e dot com. They're a great sponsor to the Monday Night Sports Talk podcast. Their phone number, if you want to make some reservations, how about Sunday Brunch, the Mardi Gras Bunch on the 23rd, 612-789-7297. You will not be disappointed. You've got great ambiance. You've got wonderful menu items to choose from, whether it's brunch or maybe you're taking your sweetheart out for a a post-Valentine's Day dinner. 612-789-7297 or online at jaxcafe.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on the Monday Night Sports Talk podcast. We'll catch you next time. MNST Podcast Version.